Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Tech Central. How you doing? This is Dusty Rhodes and welcome to Tech Radio, the number one Irish tech podcast with all the latest in tech from around Ireland and across the world. Remember, as well as a show on air with RTE and online via the website or your favourite podcasting app, we keep you up to date on all things tech every single day with hourly updates and daily newsletters, which you can grab for free at techcentral.ie. Now, this week on the show, we're taking a look at digital personal assistance with Siri and Cortana, Alexa and Google Assistant slowly becoming part of how we use connected devices every day. Professor Vincent Wade, director at the Adept Centre for Research into Digital Content, has been working on a next generation digital personal assistant called Adele. So Niall went to Trinity College to find out more. So I guess when we're looking at the anatomy of a digital personal assistant, we sort of have to look at the kind of things we want them to be able to do and the kind of things we can actually get them to do at the moment, whether it's um, sort of completing simple tasks or or maybe it's something a little more social. And I've come out to the ADAPT Centre to speak with Professor Vinnie Wade, the director of uh, ADAPT and also the chair of computer science at Trinity College. Uh, And he's working on a project called Adele, which um, I guess, let's let's just jump into it. I mean, when we're building a digital personal assistant, um, we've got sort of the, the problem of maybe authenticity, in terms of how you're chatting to, to something and the kind of uh, response you're expecting, but also presents a lot of technical problems as well. So when we're constructing a personal assistant, what sort of things are we looking at? So a personal assistant, um, first and foremost, is has to provide some information to you. So you, typically a personal assistant uh, user will ask questions, uh, whether it be for information, whether it be for um explanation or, or whether it be a confirmation of things that somebody knows. Um, today we think of personal assistants like Siri or Cortana or Alexa where they're very much focused on answering a question. So you can ask Siri about um, times of, of trains perhaps or weather or, or to play certain music in Alexa. You can get it to do certain tasks around the house and so forth. Um, Moving it more to a, a social companion as well as um, a digital companion means that it should be able to know more about you and be able to link it to other things which are important to you, but also which it feels that at you should know about. So, for example, if if it asks if you're asking it and you're talking in the morning to it and say, "Oh, look, um, what's the traffic like on the way in?" The digital assistant tradition will just tell you what your what your route is and what the traffic is. But I think what we're looking at in the social one is to try and say, well, actually, um, although you, your your time your your first appointment might be at this time, and by the way, uh, they've just emailed in to say that they're going to be late, so that it can give you extra information. But then it also knows about your timetable and says, and by the way, you would have, you'd said before you wanted to have this done or you wanted to spend some time on this. Uh, do you want me to send an email to your uh, assistant or your secretary in, in work or whatever? So the where we're looking at is something goes a little bit beyond just answering questions. Um, I think a simple another example uh, we, we we think of is. Um, I remember when I was um, in the last year or two, uh, every Sunday I'd visit my mother. 
Um, and I found what I was doing was buying the, the Sunday newspapers and I would read the first article, the first two paragraphs. Um, and it was obviously she wanted me to, to, to read, she'd ask what it would be about and I would, I'd, I'd read the paragraph or two. But then she'd start asking questions about it and then she would ask to link it to other things. So whether it be, for example, something in the family or whether it would be some other recent happening in the area, let's say it was... It was to do with um, some sort of event uh, that happened in the local park or perhaps uh, something that um, uh, happened in the family. Um, what she was doing was, well, I noticed that she, the conversation was around the topic but also much more around uh, the, her own personal experience or mine or the family. And we began to think about this and saying, well, actually... If we wanted to move on these personal assistants, then it's something that they, it isn't just answering questions. It's also being able to link it to other things that are happening and proactively present it back to that person. So, for example, if I was reading an article about um, uh, football, uh, football match Ireland playing or something, um, I might choose uh, to say, oh, actually, by the way, you know, your nephew was playing football for his local team yesterday and scored a goal. Now, how would a personal assistant do that? Well, actually, that sort of information is typically what's tweeted or what's within a family using WhatsApp or whatever else. So this information is available uh, or potentially available. And what we were thinking of is how this personal assistant can begin to use that to connect, to have more of a conversation. Second part is it might this personal assistant might know more about you and therefore proactively ask you to consider things or remind you about things as well so that it can be much more uh, supportive of you as an individual rather than just being a, an information source. Um, and so we begin to look at these, these social and um, uh, digital agents or, or social digital companions um, in this broader sense. Now, one of the things we've got to remember about these uh, companions is that we can't have very, very long conversations because they become very difficult to manage and they can become quite confusing, for, certainly at, at, at the current levels of technology. So we're still thinking in terms of short-duration conversations, but with multiple interactions around a topic, and then the digital agent being able to move the topic on where necessary. And that whole area presents fundamental challenges. Fundamental challenges in information retrieval, fundamental challenges in dialogue management and dialogue systems, and fundamental management uh, in the area or challenges in the area of speech processing. Um, and so within the ADAPT Centre, we focus on all aspects of media, both in terms of analysing it, um, personalizing it and delivering it in multiple ways. And in this project, uh, the Adele project, we're just beginning to examine what would be the key features of such an architecture and what would be the key requirements coming out of the different research areas of personalization, uh, information extraction, um, dialogue generation, conversational generation, and the uh, speech processing, um, both uh, speech recognition and speech synthesis. One of the interesting issues you raised there is bringing in different sources, um, be it you know social media, be it what's what's happening. How does how do you go around ranking the importance of various vectors of information coming in? Because you you might know somebody they love Twitter, that's where they get their news, that's that's their level, or maybe they just want to find out about what's going on within their their family via Facebook or something like that. So how do you discover the relevance of a particular source of information for somebody? 
Sure. It, it, there's two aspects. There's the source, but there's also the subject. Um, so in terms of uh, the sources, one of the things that we've been looking at in personalization is trying to allow the user to have more control. So the user can have an indication of where they where they prefer the information to be sourced from. So, for example, for my family information or by my siblings and so forth, perhaps that can be sourced from Facebook and sourced from, say, WhatsApp or whatever the, 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 um, the application is. Whereas when it comes to news, I prefer my news to come from this site or this site. So we can allow them to determine and, and, and define that, or we can say suggest, say, well, look, we're looking at this and this and this, and well, are these the, the, the sources you want? So we believe strongly that actually it's it's the scrutability of this from the user is really important because the um, the users do have their own preferences. Um, the second part is a subject, which is probably more uh, more key. the The subjects that people are interested in and the subjects that that, that people wanted to discuss on, we would. Think in terms of a user model for that, and we would think in terms of generating that user model based on the interactions with the user, but also based on the uh, controls that we give the user as well. So that if it focuses around sport or focuses around um, news, politics, whatever, we're able to identify those sources for those um, very quickly and which are the sources that, the, that we believe are the most important for those. So those will be the, the, the ways we would think of that because I think when you have a subject, it can determine your source of that information. Um, the other part which I think is, is, is important is that in personalization, what we're doing is we're really trying to give, in this case, small vignettes of information. This isn't about generating whole big news articles and so forth, but it's, it's really about pulling out just pieces of information and then saying, okay, if you want to know more about that, then you do you play it as a multimedia experience on the phone or you do it in a different way. Because, again, if you're dealing with speech, you don't want something spending a 15-minute presentation in mm. uh, just some voice. That won't hold your attention. So, again, it's, it's looking at that multimodal and being able to have the conversation to start the delivery and then maybe the delivery is completed via another device if it suits that's a really interesting presentation of information because uh, as you alluded to there there is that difficulty in maintaining a long-term conversation so do do you hit i maybe not a wall but a point at which you go kind of starship troopers like do you want to know more kind of a thing yeah i, I think within dialogue we if you if you look at at um, and there's quite a lot of analysis on how dialogue works it's a series of payloads, but they're short. And in engagement, there's a huge percentage of engagement is actually the non-verbals. It's the sound. It's even when I'm talking to you, your nods, your blinks, your smiles, lets me know that, yes, you're still with me. And when I get a reaction that is kind of quizzical or a reaction which I feel like I, I, I need now to know something more about from you to be able to ensure that I'm still on, on, on talking on the right topic for you, um, that becomes really important. So it's it's a it's about that, and that, that's why we keep on using the word dialogue. It's not just speech; it's dialogue, um, and understanding that two way conversation. So we we would be looking in this is to to, to uh, generate small chunks of information um, and allowing the user to um, interact with and have dialogue with the agent over those small chunks with the view that 
the conversation won't be like something like this, which is a kind of a, a wide-ranging, uh, deep discussion about technology. That would be beyond, I think, most technologies at this stage. But it could be about telling you about the um, the Ireland match recently in, in, in the Aviva, and then some stories about where your family had watched the match, and because we know that from social media, or how um, other people reacted, or, or, or funny stories, or whatever, just to try and create the dialogue um, around that. But it's um, it's really designed as a companion, and that's why we, we think of it as a digital companion rather than just a digital assistant. And when we get into the elements of companion, central to that is the idea of authenticity, that you, you buy into uh, what what's what's happening you buy into the interaction even though it's it's very small chunks how do you find people um kind of do make that switch you know from going you know hello siri and realizing that you know you're you're only going to get the most basic of response to something like adele which will have something more you know more human uh, or humanistic i guess to it um i think there's a couple of things the first is that um it seems to genuinely know about you one of the things we've learned about in personalization is if we get personalization right in, in the traditional multimedia world, um, people begin to think they own it. It's theirs. And when you take, if you try and take it back from them, you, you hear it straight away. So, no, no, I've, this, is, this, is, this works for me. And in the same way, we kind of think in terms of, of the digital companion. If it knows about you and if it genuinely has your um, priorities uh, at its heart, then you can begin to build up a certain level of trust with it. Um, if it can explain or give some indication of why it's saying what it's doing, again, that's important as well because where information gets very, or people get frustrated with systems is when they behave in a way that people don't understand. Um, so if I suddenly started making recommendations to, to you that just seemed off the wall, you your, your level of, of, of trust and your level of, of belief in, in, in my ability to answer questions disappears straight away. So it's, it's, it's a combination of those issues. I think the third part is that, and, as we've, and this is work that still needs to be done, is to build up what are the other aspects to do with engagement, to do with um, the way in which we deliver the speech um, and the way in which um, the, the system can be tailored to certain topics or certain aspects that you're comfortable with as distinct from other aspects. So, for example, it may be that you don't want the system to know much about your family or whatever, but you do want them to know a lot about your your busy um, leisure schedule in terms of, of, of your sporting interests and so forth. So different people are going to be comfortable with different aspects, of this, uh, um, and we're beginning to explore that as well. Um, One of the... Um sort of things lurking in the background here is knowledge of somebody's um, lifestyle or, or their personal arc say maybe somebody is sick at the moment and they're, they're, they've got a long term illness how do you anticipate a, a personal assistant would be able to integrate that information and be able to uh, interact on a level that's sensitive to changes in people's lifestyle I mean do, does this kind of information come in get processed by you know some sort of machine learning or AI algorithm yeah. and then represented to the user uh, um, and maybe kept locally on a device or is this something that's going to require an awful lot more compute power that's a really good question um, there is definitely the case that there are certain uh, information which 
the user who is willing to share with the system. And that can be stored either in secure servers or on the device. Um, I think the other parts are successful strategies involving that. So this would be things like, let's say, imagine we were, um, I was trying to lose weight, for argument's sake. Um, so this might be strategies of, well, okay, you know, how, how much exercise have you had today? We can look at the, the relevant Fitbit data to find out that or, or how much um, uh, what's, what's your schedule in terms of oh, your plan to go out running or you didn't go out running today and you normally do so asking just questions and dialogue around that can be just to, to, to as a reminder but also to work out what the problem is um, can be very useful the social companion or the digital companion can look at and be aware of certain strategies to persuade you, to nudge and certainly that is something which we would, uh, we would certainly like to look at in the future and uh, to look at what might be successful strategies for which you've already agreed with the system that you want to do. It isn't the system trying to impose something on you. This is your companion. So you've said, well, look, I, you know, I, in the same way you might talk to a friend and say, look, look you know, I, I want to, uh, I'm really planning to, you know, to, to lose some weight or become more active, you know, um, and your friend kind of says, okay, well, look, you know, I'll remind you and this, that, and the other. So the digital panel can do that or should be able to do that for you. Um, and do it in ways which are not irritating. Mm. <laughs> and do it in ways not, I just remind you, you haven't gone to your run today or something like that. But, but do it in ways in, 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 in which you're kind of saying, it might say, well, look, you know, it's the end of the day, you're not going to go out running. So it says, well, actually, the last thing you do in that situation is give out to somebody for not running. So you kind of go, well, tomorrow the weather it's going to be, you know, not raining between this and this, or you have a hole in your diary, you know, to think about. So it does it in a different way, and it can have different strategies for how you do it. Now, a digital companion to do all of that is beyond anyone's technology at the moment. But digital, digital companions that can maybe be focused as your, your running aid or your health aid or are something which is 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 something that is more realizable in, in, in the shorter term in the next couple of years. Um, where we see the, the um, potentials, obviously, would be in where people want to make lifestyle changes and want to make, or people who want to make, have help in, in planning and organizing or where people want to um, have the concern about health care, whether, whether it be aging or whether, whether it be other things. And the digital companion can at least help in that situation and can source relevant information and add to the information that you have available, but also to try and coach you through it. Um, so this notion of, of companion coach depending on the different application you're thinking of, can be done in different ways. Um, from our research perspective, what we're purely focusing here on is how can we use personalization um, and how we can we use uh, something that's more than just a information retrieval type voice request uh, to be able to better inform somebody um, and to behave them, allow, them, allow them to function better in some way. In, based on their own opinions and based on their own desires. Based on our conversation, I mean, the, the um, kind of obvious pop culture touch point would be the movie Her uh, and the book on, on which it was based. Um, 
when, uh, however, one of the, the quirks of the film was that this was effectively a, a desktop-based companion that had a, a remote control. So uh, what sort of devices do you envision? I mean, will this be a case of um, your PC will be on and you will have a satellite device working from it with, with some kind of connection? Uh, or do you foresee you know, a, a fully integrated mobile experience? I suppose I would think... If you look at what people are very comfortable with at the moment, you know, I was never comfortable talking to my laptop or my desktop computer or even to a microphone. But actually, I'm very comfortable talking to my mobile phone. I mean, I do it all the time whether I'm talking to other people and so forth. So I think that um, it's more likely to be a mobile device. I'm also, you know, been watching the take up of particularly things like Alexa uh, sitting in people's kitchens. And they just announce questions to it from the middle of their um, their kitchen to, uh, and it's quite clear that it's they're comfortable if it's if it's dialogue and if it's if it's uh, in short bursts. So I think that those are the kind of things that are more likely. I I I think the you know her was a nice science fiction movie. <laughs> um, I think it took it to a whole new level. Um, but I think that pieces of what we're focusing in on is, is that more uh, human communication. Um, I always think about how when you put technology in an end user's hand, they frequently use it to communicate. You know, Web 1.0, we know Tim Berners-Lee and uh, sharing astrophysics information. Give it to end users, what do they do? They shared information about themselves and they put up their own home web. Web 2.0, it was about connecting programs so they could um, invoke each other across the web. What did we get? We got social media as people began to share messages across it. So, so when you give technology to people, they tend to use it for communications. It, it, it's one of the social things we do. So it's looking at how we can utilize that in this new world where we have pretty good um, speech recognition, speech synthesis, where we have good extraction of information or knowledge from data, and then can we build these dialogue systems? Can we build these uh, sophisticated systems which maybe only need be able to talk over short periods of time in short chunks over quite narrow domains first? But the idea of then we can begin to build on top of that. And that's really what I'm, 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 I'm saying in, ter- in terms of the research. We're not there yet. As I said, Siri, Alexa, Quintana um, have kind of proven that people are quite happy to ask questions out loud and have anonymous, anonymous objects reply back to them. Um, but it, the, the experience is quite soulless in terms of it's just information back. Um, whereas we think that something that knows more about you can um, shape that message that it's sending back to you in a more meaningful way and in something which proactively connects it to other things that you're interested in. And that's where we, we see the beginning of that growth of that dialogue. That was Nog Kitson talking to Professor Vincent Wade from Adept. Now, if that has whetted your appetite to learn more about digital personal assistance, we have a special follow-up episode next week where we talk to experts in natural language processing, AI and human-machine interaction just to get a deeper insight into the work that's being done in the area, especially here in Ireland. That is next week. Also, don't forget that we keep you up to date on everything that's happening in Irish tech.
tech news with hourly updates, daily newsletters and more at techcentral.ie as well as this, our weekly tech radio show broadcast every Friday at 6pm on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio 1 Extra. Until next week, from myself, Dusty Rhodes, thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com. Tech Central.